You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. So today what I'd like to do is, um, obviously it's game day, do a really quick look at uh, recap of some of these other games, and then I want to look at the Packers and Raiders game from a couple different vantage points. So, um, overall, not the best week in the world, not the worst. Atlanta did get the win over Houston. Very close game, but we're kind of pulling for Houston in that one. Detroit-Carolina was a blowout. That was more or less expected, I kind of said prior to, that, you know, there's a lot of injuries, and maybe if it was a different game, it would mean something, but against Carolina, it just doesn't matter, and Detroit beat the living crap out of them, 42-24. to So... Carolina continues to be on a track to give the Packers the number one pick. And Detroit goes another game ahead, forging ahead not just as the best team in the NFC North right now, but one of the better teams in the NFL, unfortunately. And um, it's pretty disappointing because, again, you look at a team that does not have a massive amount of talent. They've got a mediocre quarterback. They've got a decent but banged-up offensive line. They have one good wide receiver. And on defense, they've got like, I mean, there's one pretty solid guy in Aiden Hutchinson and then some kind of meh players, and they're playing like all-stars. So, is what it is, man. Uh, New Orleans put an absolute beating on New England. It's a good thing we did beat them, so we um, would be ahead of them in any kind of a tiebreaker. But New England just looks like a complete joke right now. 34-0, to New Orleans beat New England. Arizona lost to Cincinnati, which is a positive. If anybody, you know, I mean, ideally Arizona, you're looking for some other teams to possibly take that number one, number two spot away from Chicago. So another loss for Arizona is a positive. Cincinnati beat them 34-20. to First time Cincinnati found their offense. Philadelphia did beat LA. So again, kind of depends how you want to look at that, but it's probably for the best that Philadelphia won. LA Rams losing is just another team that we can kind of use as a stepping stone to get ahead of them. Uh, the Jets did beat the Denver Broncos, which is a negative for us, obviously. We want the Jets to have as high of a pick as is humanly possible. Wins are bad, losses are good. However, the Minnesota Vikings did fall to the Kansas City Chiefs. They were making me nervous, man. I, I told you that one kind of was scaring me. I wasn't positive the Chiefs could pull it out, and it was very close. It was down to the wire. 
27-20. It's just both of those teams continue to be weird. The Kansas City Chiefs just don't seem to have the offense that um, that you know they have had in the past. And the Vikings see. I mean, 27 points isn't great, but they they continue to seem to be more of a defensive team than an offensive team. I mean, you know, scoring 20 points. I mean, the Chiefs' defense also has actually been more impressive than their offense. So I guess I don't know, but. Whatever the Vikings couldn't pull it out, they fall to one and four. That pretty much, I mean, it, it doesn't completely dash their playoff hopes, but statistically speaking, they're pretty much out of it. Uh, there's, there's very, very rarely are you going to find a uh, a one and four team that that makes their way into the playoffs. So they're in tough shape, and the Dallas San Francisco game is currently on for me. So I have a, I have no updates on that for you, except to say it does look like San Francisco is going to end up beating Dallas. Which I'm not a huge fan of, but at the same time, you know, again, if we put San Francisco in that number one spot, Philadelphia in the number two spot, or vice versa, however you want to do that, I guess it's probably good. Dallas falls to three and two. That's that's a uh, that becomes a team that we can compete with. So, anyways, all right. Um, so I've given you the sort of mathematical score prediction that I have. Now th- this is a very weird game. It's a Monday night game. Um, you know, and that that has its own repercussions. The extra break for the Packers could be positive, could be negative, whatever. However, again, um, the mathematical score that I had was twenty six to nineteen. Green Bay wins. It's actually six point six four point win for the Green Bay Packers. So that's just one way to look at it. There's other factors here, though. And the first one I wanted to, you know, because there's always those things with, you know, week one. How do teams perform in week one? I told you Buffalo is terrible. They come out, play like garbage. You know, Green Bay is traditionally really bad, although this year they came out and played well. Well, this is a Monday night game. So there's a question of how do the Packers perform on Monday? Now, obviously, there's going to be a uh, question of, yeah, well, it's a different team, different players. Aaron Rodgers is gone, et cetera, et cetera. It's still worth looking at just to kind of confirm or deny if you start seeing like the packers are zero and five or something you might want to adjust that 26 to 19 thing if this is a thing that they struggle with fortunately that is not the case in fact i went back to 2019 the beginning of the matt lafleur era here are the five games that the packers have played on monday night october 14th 2019 packers lions packers win 23 22 December 23rd, 2019, against the Vikings. This is on the road. Packers win 23-10. October 5th, 2020, at home against the Falcons. Packers win 30-16. September 20th, 2021, Packers at home against the Lions. Packers win 35-17. December 19th, 2022, Packers at home against the Rams. Packers win 24-12. They are 5-0 since Matt LaFleur came here on Monday night. Furthermore, the Packers are 4-1 and one against the spread. And it was only in that first game that they um, won the game but did not cover the spread. So they're 4-0 and oh in their last four. So just based on that, I have nothing that tells me that my current score prediction is incorrect. The Raiders, by the way, are 1.5-point favorites, which is actually kind of shocking. I don't know if that's the David Bakhtiari thing or what. But I'm a little surprised to see that the Raiders are now one and a half point favorites in this game. The Raiders, and by the way, it is worth noting, only one of those games was on the road. The rest were all at home. The Raiders are four and two straight up. 
which is still a very good record. However, they're only one of three in their last three games, with one of those losses coming their only game last year, that game away against the Chiefs. They are, however, 3-0 and at home on Monday. Now, these are the older games, the three oldest, but those are the all, all the three home games. They're also 4-2 and against the spread, again, with all three home games covering the spread. Then there is another thing to look at, and that is Packers versus Raiders straight up. Now, this is a relatively uncommon opponent, and obviously this spans quite a long time. But just so we're very clear on this, the last time the Raiders beat the Green Bay Packers, I hadn't turned one year old yet. It was September 13th, 1987. The Los Angeles Raiders beat the Green Bay Packers 20-0. Since then, November 11th, 1990, the Green Bay Packers beat the LA Raiders 29-16. In December 26, 1993, the Packers beat the Raiders 28-0. In September 12th, 1999, Packers beat the Raiders 28-24. December 22nd, 2003, Packers beat the Raiders 41-7. December 9th, 2007, Packers beat the Raiders 38-7. In December 11th, 2011, Packers beat the Raiders 46-16. December 20th, 2015, the Packers beat the Raiders 30-20. And then most recently, October 20th, 2019, the Packers beat the Raiders 42-24. The Packers have beat the Raiders eight straight times. So the Packers are undefeated against the Raiders for the last 30 years. 35 years. The Packers are undefeated on Monday since Matt LaFleur got here. Then I wanted to look at what about teams that played on Thursday the week before on Monday the next week? Is there anything kind of weird about that? Turns out nothing. Straight up, the record is 37 and 35. This isn't Green Bay Packers specific because it's such a unusual thing. I just looked league-wide. This is going back just to 2014. It's just a large sample size. 37 and 35 against the spread, 35, 34, and 3. So it's just right down the line, 51.4% for um, straight up and then 50.7% against the spread. The only thing that kind of stands out is the over-under. Only 38.9% hit the over. So I don't know if that necessarily means anything, but there doesn't seem to be some major advantage or disadvantage. If we look at Packers specific, again, there's not a ton here, and we got to go back quite a ways. The last time this happened was September 24th, 2012. Packers and Seahawks. The Packers lost to the Seahawks 14-12. Prior to that was 2009. They beat the Ravens 27-14. Prior to that was 2001. Packers beat the Jaguars 28-21. And then prior to that was 1994. Packers beat the Bears 33-6. So they're 4-1 in these situations. Again, how relevant is this? I don't know, going all the way back. But the Packers have, in these situations, been... I guess you could say profitable. Again, four and one straight up, excuse me, three and one, and then three and one also against the spread. So again, so far, I haven't been able to find any kind of weird, quirky thing that says, don't don't bet the Packers here, at least not yet. But anyways, why don't we take a quick break? We'll dig into a couple more things here. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones 
by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, I got one. You ready? Green Bay Packers, since Matt LaFleur got here. On the road as underdogs. Huh? Think about it. 1.5 point underdogs on the road. How do the Packers perform? Since 2019, the Packers are 10-8 and eight straight up when they're underdogs on the road. Against the spread is even better. They're 13-5. and five. As of right now, this year, the Packers are 1-1. One one. They beat the Chicago Bears as road underdogs. They were 1.5-point underdogs in that game and won 38-20. They were 3-point dogs against the Falcons. And as you remember, we lost by 1 point, 25-24. So that one doesn't really work either, does it? Trying to bet against the Packers. At the very least, you trust them against the spread. I'm running out of angles to attack this thing here, folks. All right, I got it. Here we go. Here's, here's the negative one, all right? Packers, since 2019, on the road, one and a half point dogs or worse, and at least eight days of rest. So we're talking over a week, extended rest. The Packers are one and three straight up. Still two and two against the spread, which isn't terrible. The last time was November 27th, 2022, Packers-Eagles. Packers lost 40-33. to Time before that was Packers-Chiefs. You remember that? It's, ironically, those are both the Pat Mahomes, or the, excuse me, the uh, Jordan Love games. Before that, 2019 against the 49ers, it was 37-8. to Before that, Cowboys-Packers in 2019, Packers did win that game 34-24. to So we have a 49ers trouncing. You have the Aaron Rodgers-less Chiefs game. And then you've got the Packers-Eagles nearly Jordan Love comeback game. It's about the best I can do for you. If we remove the underdog thing, just trying to see more about rest. So we're still talking Green Bay Packers on the road from 2019 with at least eight days of rest. It extends to one and four and two and three against the spread. The game that gets added to that is Packers-Buccaneers on October 18th. Packers are one point favorites and lost 38 to 10. So these are some serious trouncings we got here. This, the 37-8 loss to the 49ers, the 38-10 loss to the Buccaneers. And this is where I get that common thing that I always talk about, which is they don't handle breaks very well. If you broaden that out to be home or away, they go to 7-5. and five. So really, it's sort of more of a on-the-road thing. And it's also a pretty small sample. So again, we got a win against the Cowboys. The trouncing against the 49ers, the trouncing against the Buccaneers. Then there was the Rodgers-less COVID game, the Packers-Eagles game, and that's it. So if you want to hang your hat on that, there you go. Packers struggle on the road 
especially as underdogs, especially, especially with extended rests. And actually, it's really not much of a Packers thing. It seems to be a league-wide thing. If you look at NFL teams with eight or more days of rest on the road as underdogs, and granted, if you're an underdog, you're more likely to lose, but still, teams that are on the road with extended rest, 1.5 point underdogs, they are, um, they're winning straight up at 31%. 156, 349, and 3 is the record. Um, against the spread, though, still 257, 241, 51.6% of the time against the spread, they're still hitting. So again, you would still bet on the Packers to at least cover the spread, which isn't terrible considering we're granting that they're underdogs. If you remove the underdog part, teams with extended rest still tend to struggle. Only 45.5%. We're just talking any team on the road with extended rest, they win 45.5% of the time. However, again, covering the spread 52% of the time. And again, that was extended rest and on the road. If you just look at extended rest, then teams win 52.3% of the time. So there does seem to be, just as by itself, all things being equal, a little bit of an advantage. Against the spread, it's just 51%. It's right on the line over under at 49.3%. So anyways, let me just read this to you because, again, everything that I have is positive. I'm trying not to be biased. I'm just going through the data as I see it. Um, This is via VSIN. This is a uh, betting gambling whatever site they're leaning raiders and here's what they had to say packers versus raiders spread this game isn't going to have the same buzz as the sunday night meeting between the dallas cowboys and the san francisco 49ers but better should enjoy an opportunity to watch football and potentially make some money and in looking at this game there's quite a few ways to do that when looking at the spread the best way might to be um might the best way to go might be backing the home team the raiders haven't been very good against the pass this season but they may not need to be here. This season, Jordan Love has the second worst CPOE in the league. Now, a lot of that comes with his inability to make plays under duress, but overall, the first-year starter just hasn't been very accurate. So I think there's a decent shot the Raiders win the battle at quarterback position, especially with Jimmy Garoppolo clear to return from the concussion that kept him out last week's loss to the LA Chargers. That's important in a game that I think will be higher scoring than expected. The real reason to back the Raiders is that the Packers' rushing defense is just a disaster right now. Last week, David Montgomery rushed for 121 yards and three scores against Green Bay. And when it was rookie Jameer Gibbs' turn to get touches, he was also effective. That said, I think Las Vegas is going to run all over Green Bay in this game. Josh Jacobs hasn't looked like his 2022 self just yet, but this is the perfect opportunity for him to break out. Also, while the Josh McDaniels era hasn't been all that impressive in Las Vegas, the Raiders are 3-1 and one straight up in against the spread as home favorites of three or fewer points under him. So they're kind of just, I mean, the problem with this is you can do the exact opposite. I'm guessing they've done more work than this, but I mean, I could easily just reverse this and just say Jordan Love hasn't been very accurate. He's been, you know, the passing game has been struggling. This is a get-right opportunity against a really bad defense. The Packers' run defense has really struggled this year. The Raiders' rushing offense, however, is one of the worst in the league, and this looks like a get-right game for the Packers' defense. So that's why this whole thing is kind of stupid. I mean, I'll give it to them, but again, you could just as easily flip it to the other side of the coin and say the exact opposite things. So uh, I, I'll, just, I, I'll just end with this. And yes, it's a short one. I got a screaming baby upstairs, and my wife is saying, we got to go to bed, so I got to go to bed. She's not really a baby anymore, but, you know, whatever. Um... My score prediction was 26 to 19.4.
Let me just tell you how I came to that. I've already explained this to you, but let me just I'll just explain the theory and, and how it happens. Right now, the Green Bay Packers are averaging 25 points per game and are allowing 24 points per game. The Raiders are scoring 15 points per game and allowing 25 points per game. The Packers' offense is slightly above average. The Packers' defense is slightly above average. The Raiders' offense is below average. Actually, excuse me, the Packers' defense is slightly below average. The, the Raiders' defense is below average. You have a Packers team scoring 25 points per game going up against a below-average defense. You have a Raiders team going up against a below-average defense, but not as bad. And they're scoring just 15 points per game. You see what I'm getting at? Let's just say the Packers and Raiders defenses are equally as bad, which isn't the case. Let's say it's the exact same thing, though, even though it isn't. Which offense would you pick to do more damage against this below-average defense? The offense scoring 25 points per game or the offense scoring 15 points per game? Even if you wanted to look at it and say, okay, but what about home versus away? Well, the Packers on the road are averaging 31 points per game and are giving up 25, so it just gets better for the Packers. The Raiders at home, although the defense is significantly better, giving up just 15 points per game, their offense is only scoring 18 points per game. Even with that, I have the score 25 to 19. None of this is a certainty. I had us winning last week too, and we didn't. But it just is what it is. They're just numbers. It's just math. Packers have had a much better offense than the Raiders. The Packers have had a slightly better defense than the Raiders. It's not that hard to figure out. You're a better football team. Go execute. End of story. All right, guys, I'm going to leave you with that. Have a good one. Bye-bye.